Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Long Beach Joe Show. We are here to talk Jets, and boy, oh boy, do we have a matchup coming. We're going to be facing the Niners this, this game coming up. And the Jets are a bit banged up, I'll tell you right now. But the Niners are also dealing with some injuries, too. Um, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on with this team right now. A lot of people are down on it because of the issues that we've had, particularly offensively. Uh, a lot of people screaming for Adam Gaze to get up out of here. There's a lot of people absolutely just on his top, on his head in this game because this offense has looked so bad, particularly at the starting of, uh, you know, against the Bills. So we're just hoping that this game, it won't carry into the same thing and things will change. So I'm going to go ahead and get it started. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go to Facebook, type in Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back, all right? I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. You can also leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, I'm ready to get into the show, okay? I am fired up, all right? I'm fired up, and I'm I'm fired up because uh, I'm trying to see what's going to happen next, okay? I want to start with this Jets offense first. I know we got callers coming up. The lines are blazing. I'm going to get to you folks in a second. But I got some questions, and I got some questions about this Jets offense. The first thing I'm wondering is, I understand that we're a little bit banged up. I know that Le'Veon Bell is not going to be playing. He's dealing with his injury. Um, you know, he's going to be gone for some weeks. Mims going to be, is dealing with an injury. We know he's gone for some weeks. But tell you what, Crowder and his injury, that really punched us right in the stomach because we thought, hey, at least if we didn't have, you know, those other two guys, Crowder was the guy that, you know, had 100-plus yards against the Bills. Maybe he's a guy that can just stand in there and give Sam something. Now, without Crowder, because he's not going to be playing against the Niners, you're looking at the, the offense starting is going to be Perryman, Hogan, Herndon, Gore, and Balazs. That stinks, folks. That completely stinks, and we all know it. I mean, it's not a good situation to put Sam in. It's just it's, – it's a, it's a bad look. I mean – uh, come on, folks. Come on, folks. I, I know. I know they stink. I get it. I get it. But, you know, we got to work with We got to work with. All right. I mean, it is what it is. So I, mean, you, I, I get it. Folks. All right. You ain't got to keep booing. I understand. I understand. But the situation here that we're looking at is Adam Gage has got to find a way to utilize the guys that he has available to him. Point blank, period. Because, again, yes, we're dealing with injuries, but other teams deal with injuries around the, around the league. We've seen it. We've seen the Eagles deal with injuries. And what did, uh, what, did, what did the head coach there do? He made adjustments. And this is going to be the ultimate adjustment-making test for Adam Gaze. You know, he's got guys in there that he could utilize. Herndon, I think, is one of those guys that he could utilize to really take a step forward. I'm looking at Herndon uh, with no weapons, you know, going out there. He should be a guy that should absolutely get a lot of targets in this game. I'm also looking to see if Adam Gaze goes into maybe a two tight end set. Why not put Herndon and Griffin on the field at the exact same time? Why not do that? You know, why not help these guys out? And also as well, I want to see how Adam Gaze plans against this Niners pass rush. Cause yes, D Ford's not going to be playing because again, the Niners are dealing with some injuries. D Ford is out. But you still got Bosa. You still got Armstead. They still got guys that can absolutely get after it. So you have to be there, and you have to make sure that things are together, man. Because if you don't, if you don't make sure that the offensive game plan is put together, if you don't call better plays than you called in the first game against the Bills, if you don't figure out a tempo, a tempo, Adam, okay? Listen, quick tempo will work, especially against – we saw it work against the Bills, okay? If you got a team that's deficient in talent and you got another team that's coming out with a phenomenal defense that has a lot of pass rush and can pin their ears back, start hitting these guys when they don't expect it. Start putting these guys on their, you know, on their heels. Try to make them figure things out. Speed up the tempo. These are all things that we could absolutely do. So I'm looking to see what Adam Gaze does in this game. I'm looking to see more, 
you know, potency out the offense. I need to see the offense step up. I also need to see this team come out with some sense of urgency. You can't come out and be lethargic. Don't come out and, and sleepwalk against the Niners. That's just – that's not going to work. You come out slow against the Niners. You don't have this team prepared and ready, Gaze. And I'm telling you, they're going to blow your doors off with no excuses. They'll put you away early. It doesn't matter where we're playing. They come and they handle business. This is a big-time team. So, with all that said, I want to get to the callers real quick because I could go on and on and on about this. You know what I'm saying? So, if anyone is watching, wherever you're watching from, again, I know some people are watching or listening, excuse me, from the Blog Talk Radio. But if also, if you're listening to the stream, listen, 515 515- 602-9639. Please call in again, 515-602-9639. Call in and talk to us about the Jets. I absolutely cannot wait to hear everyone's opinion about this football team and what we got going. So now I'm going to go to my first caller. I know there's a lot of callers on the line. We'll, we'll get to you in a second. First caller, 908, state your name and your thoughts about this upcoming game against the Niners. Yo, it's Steve. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on, Steve? How's everything going? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, bro. Listen, let's get it started. How are you feeling about the Jets going into this game against the Niners? Oh, boy. Okay. Where do I need to start? Okay. Well, Adam Gaze definitely has to find a way to coach this offense to a much better game. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have Jamison Crowder tomorrow. We have Rashard Perriman. We have Braxton Berrios. We have Kalen Balaj, Frank Gore, uh, Josh Malone, who is jo- and Josh Adams, who got put back up from the practice squad. Oh, yeah. man, Joe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, here is the thing. I understand that this is definitely going to be now a much tougher matchup. I mean, I would have felt more confident going into this game if if Crowder was going to be playing. But now that Crowder is hurt now and not going to play tomorrow, that does unfortunately worry about me against the offense, against the the 49ers defense. And especially the thing about what what the strength is about the 49ers defense is their front seven. I mean – I mean, when you got guys on their front seven like Bosa and Armstead and the rookie they picked up that replaced the Boris Buckner, uh, I mean, it is still a tough line to go up against. Now, listen, you know, the thing is is that, you know, with San Francisco is this. Honestly, I'm kind of worried more in this game about San Francisco's defense than their offense because, listen, their offense is really banged up right now. I mean – the only really big playmaker that the 49ers as of right now really have on their offense right now going into this game tomorrow is Raheem Moster, their running back, and even their fullback is good in Kyle Zuchek. But, but Joe, mm-hmm. now I want, I, want you, I want your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo? What do you think of him as a quarterback? Well, first off, I want to thank you for calling in, Steve. Listen, I, I think Jimmy's a solid guy. Um, I think, you know, this Niners offense, and I understand some people are looking at, yes, they're missing guys. We all we know that Debo Samuel is not going to be playing. Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring injury. The big tight end, George Kittle, he's out. So Kittle's out. So that kind of, you know, relieves the pressure a little bit there. But they still got guys that can move, man. Most aren't their running back. They still have uh, Coleman as well. Tevin Coleman, who's a versatile back, who's a guy that can catch the ball out the backfield. And boy, is he fast. <laughs> that guy can move. So I'm still worried about this offense, particularly when our offense as well is not uh, producing, you know, hasn't looked good so far. So I'm very worried uh, still about their offense as far as giving their offense so much time. Because if you look at the Bills, the Bills dominated the time of possession in the last game. Dominated it. Yeah, so that, and that, and offense, that is something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is something ahead, that please. we got to we, – we can we can have the other team – we can't have San Francisco tomorrow have t- winning time possession over us because because yep. the thing was, you know, last Sunday when we played in Buffalo, that was something that Buffalo completely dominated against us. And now, yeah, it's just, I mean, listen, yeah. the things, though, that, that are going to be edgy things for San Francisco going into this game is, is that, listen, San Francisco is a team that has to come all the way from California Come to New Come to New Jersey to play us. 
yeah. for our first home game. And, you know, that is an affection that could be be an advantage for the Jets is that San Francisco has to play in our, in our time zone. And, I mean, mm. I mean, the thing is, is that, though, with San Francisco coming into our time zone, I mean, I mean, it depends, though, on this. I mean, listen, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, at times, listen, there are times where he's made a lot of bad coaching decisions as a coach, mm-hmm. listen, because, I mean, I mean, especially if you remember from that Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator from the Super Bowl with the Falcons, how he totally messed that whole thing up. But the thing yeah. is, you know, with San Francisco is, is that, listen, Yes, they are a team coming in with banks of injuries, but the thing is what you got to remember about this team, this is the defending NFC champions. You know, last year they were a 13-3 yeah. and three team last year. And, you know, listen, they still have some good playmakers on, on, on their team that are still healthy. I mean, most of, their, most of their best playmakers are obviously out. So, I mean, the thing is, is that – and the other thing that's got to happen is, is that Sam needs to have a better game than he did against Buffalo. Yeah. And you know what, Steve, and I, and I hear what you're saying about, you know, Shanahan and some people, you know, kind of say, yeah, he's had some spotty decision making. But I'll tell you who's made worse decisions. Adam Gage. And when oh, you no, look Adam at the situation, Gage, I'm, no, listen, I'm, I'm very, Adam I'm very Gage worried, worse. Steve. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Steve. I am very worried about Gage going into this game. I know the seat is extremely hot under him. People are absolutely getting after him from, you know, people that are, that are on you know, national TV, on various sports uh, television networks, to just fans cannot stand the way he's called games, the way he's handled things. So I'm, I'm looking at you, Steve, and I'm asking you, hey, do you think that this is a game where we'll see Adam Gaze make adjustments? Because I think that's been one of the biggest issues with him since he's came here, or hell, since he's been in the league, even before he came here, was his lack of adjustments. And we saw that was glaring last week. Do you think with the injuries that we've had offensively that he'll make adjustments to his scheme so that he can help Sam Darnold out the way that we believe he should be? To be honest, Joe, I, I honestly have no idea what, what is going to happen tomorrow. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know what is going to happen because the thing is there will be okay. a time when Adam Gaze will make these coaching decisions and he'll be like, okay, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like, why is he making this play? Why is he making this play? No, listen, throughout the whole entire week, I mean, this week has been such a tough week, you know, after that Mm -hmm. horrible loss we had, you know, everybody on ESPN and Twitter and all that stuff is all roasting Gaze for this. It's like, listen, I understand Coach Gaze called a bad game, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God, it's like, Listen, I don't like Coach Gaze either, and listen, it's just, it's just that this, I think hopefully with all this nonsense that happened during the week, he has to realize that this has to be a wake-up call for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How concerned are you about this team? We saw the penalties be a big factor against the Bills. Are you concerned about them being heavily penalized in this upcoming game as well against the Niners? It, it honestly could happen. I mean, listen, San Francisco last week did not really play their their best game. I mean, because last week they did struggle very, very badly and poorly in their home opener against the against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I was I was watching their game. I mean, l- listen, the, I think the advantage is about going into this game is these are the keys to the victory. Sam Darnold mm-hmm. in this game has to he's got to make smart decisions. I mean. He's going up against a very inexperienced secondary because, listen, there's no Richard Sherman tomorrow because he was put on IR this past week. Uh, There's no Richard Sherman for the 49ers, so that's something that helps. I mean, I think they're without another starting corner. I forgot what his name is. Um, They – I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, Makai Fenton or George Fan, whoever is going to be the ones. I mean, listen – I know everybody, Jet fans, gave a hard time to George Fant when he was first signed here. I actually thought George Fant in his first game as a Jet, I thought he actually played really well in his first game. But, I mean, George Fant and Makai Betton are definitely going to have a big test coming up, going up against yeah. one of the best pass rushers in football in Nick Bosa. That's the other thing mm-hmm. you've got to do. You can't let the 49er defensive line put some pressure on Sam because if they if they try to get after Sam Sam could be in for a long day but if they could protect well against Sam 
then that will be a key. I mean, obviously, listen, one positive thing that is possible tomorrow is, is that the Michael Pierrine could be making his Jets debut tomorrow. So hopefully that will help out with the Jets running game. But the thing is then for the defensive side of the ball, they got to They got to put the pressure on Garoppolo. Cause if you make Garoppolo yeah. uncomfortable and especially with some of these unknown players, I mean, even though recently this past week, San Francisco did sign uh, Muhammad Sanu recently because obviously they needed help with their wide receiver position, especially with Debo Samuel on the IR for them. You got, you got to put the pressure on Garoppolo because if you make Garoppolo uncomfortable tomorrow, there's a good chance tomorrow. Yeah, and, you know, Steve, you're bringing the fire right now, man. Let me tell you something. I, I, I look at the situation kind of the same way you do. Um, that's why I feel your take a lot. I, I look at it, and you brought up a great point, and I was going to bring that up as well as we continue, was the Jets have to find a way to keep Bosa off of off of Sam. <laughs> you just you cannot have this guy taking the game over and just absolutely having his way with our offensive linemen. I think a big part of that is going to be, you know, seeing how Makai kind of reacts to having to go up against this guy. Makai's going to be tested this entire year. I thought he looked pretty solid against the Bills. He gave up a sack. I know he had a penalty, but for a guy that's had no preseason, for a rookie that has no preseason and the practices were kind of, you know, changed because of the situation that we're in right now, I thought he looked good. So this is going to be a real test as well because I know for a fact they're going to put both on his side to kind of test him and see where he is and see if they can get away with stuff. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a big key to us offensively. I also think running the ball effectively is going to be a big key as well uh, to kind of keep the Niners off, uh, kind of keep the Niners honest. Um, if you don't keep them honest, yeah. if they don't feel like, you know, your running game is a threat, they're going to pin their ears back and absolutely try to decapitate Sam. And that's what I'm worried about the most is, is Gaze going to keep his play calling balanced? I also wonder, is he going to keep his play balanced? Is he going to keep his play calling unpredictable? If the play calling is predictable, this Niners defense will sniff it out. If you're coming out with more screens and more screens and more screens, <laughs> they will know that they're coming. And they will know exactly where they're at because they'll know the sets, they'll know the calls, they'll know the plays, they'll know everything yeah. else. We have to be prepared for that, and, and that's, that's big. I think big big thing for us is to strike first. Try to put up some points early. Try to get that first drive going. Don't let these, you know, don't, don't kick around and just sit around and not get things done offensively. Coming out and constantly having three and outs or, you know, run, 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 punt, or run, sack, run, punt, it's not going to work against this team. Like, it's just not going to no, work. No, I know. You have to get it together, and you have to go out there and try to bring it to the Niners because, like you said, they're traveling to us. You know what I'm saying? There's some things we could take advantage of. And, again, this is a banged-up team, and there's no reason why we should come out uncompetitive. But I want to I go back to this offense with you, though, Steve, because you're bringing the fire right now, and your takes are great. I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying to myself, it's Herndon a guy that you think will have big-time impact in this game. How many targets do you think he gets? How many catches do you think he gets in this game because of the offensive injuries that we have? He, he's got to get at least, like, I would say maybe 15 to 20 targets, and I'm hoping between uh, 14 to 17 catches. It's just – Wow, it's okay. just the thing. The thing is, Joe, this, this, especially with the fact that we're injured at the wide receiver position, listen, Sam and Herndon have to have that connection that they did back in 2018, both of their rookie okay. seasons. I mean, listen – they got to have that connection tomorrow because the thing is, you know, listen, which wide receiver is going to step up tomorrow? Is it going to be Barrios? Is it going to be Perriman? Is it going to be uh, Malone? I-, I-, I don't know. Someone in this game has to have a step up. So, and listen, I- and-, and let me tell you something. I know that this team is probably fed up from, from last Sunday of what happened to them. And listen, We've seen in the past before when Sam has had a bad game before and, and the week after mm-hmm. he comes right back and puts on a solid performance. I mean, the thing, the thing is, Joe, also, too, is about, about this game is, is that, it, it, honestly, I think this game is going to really, really, really turn out to be it comes down to the defenses and whoever makes, like, the biggest mistakes. I, I think that is going to be – the key thing now the only thing is is that going about in this game is is that the biggest thing is what's going to have to happen is 
what, what, what we got to protect Sam. We got to protect Sam. Listen, yeah. you, it, listen yeah. I know, I know the San Francisco front D is tough, but you got to protect Sam. And if we can get a good running game, cause listen, last week I did watch in the game there. Were, I mean, yes, San Francisco did have some good moments on the defensive side of the ball, but there were at times where the Arizona offensive line actually gave, you know, Kenyon Drake and their backup room last week. That's what we got to do against San Francisco. Like We got to tire their defense out. Like we got to win time possession. And if we can do that, we can get the W. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Steve, you're bringing it. I hear you. My next question for you though, is what are you expecting from Marcus May in this game? Marcus May's got to have the game that he did last last uh, Sunday against Buffalo because because the thing was listen the the defense has to show up to it in the first half like, like listen they played better in the second half last week but you got to show up in the first half the only two players that showed up last week in the first half was Marcus May and Black Austin that was it and I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that my worst fear is is that if Pierre Desaire is going to start tomorrow, he's got to have a bounce-back game. Because, listen, I know for a fact that Greg Williams, when he sends him that message about benching him, Pierre Desaire realizes that he's got to do better. He's got to do better. But yeah. if and, I and, had to say – And, and that's, I, that's exactly what I'm thinking, Steve. Like you said, I, I'm looking at the situation like this. I, you know, Marcus May, I'm looking to see him continue to, you know – Blossom and continue to show everybody what I've been talking about for years with him is that he has the ability. He's going out there. He's been put in the scheme uh, by Greg Williams to really be able to roam uh, and make plays from that strong safety position. He's being moved around now, and his coverage is solid. So I'm hoping that he does have the same game yeah. and has a big-time impact. But I, I was a little bit worried about our secondary. Not necessarily bless Austin. I think he played very well last uh, last game. But Pierre Desir has got to step up, and you hit the nail on the head. That guy getting benched in his first game here is not a good sign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, not it's a not. good sign, but I need to see him have a back, uh, a bounce-back game and really step up, especially with this Niner team that's banged up. I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys that they're going to absolutely test uh, with, you know, whoever they have out there as, as weapons, you know what I'm saying, whether it be Ayuk or any of the other guys they have in that wide receiver court. They're definitely going to target this year. So we're going to see what he's got as well. Yeah, it's just it's just now the thing is for my final prediction of this game, which is this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Joe, I always like to say a, a, a W, but unfortunately, I I kind of unfortunately listen, and I hope I am wrong tomorrow, but I do see the Jets losing this game to San Francisco, and I'm going to predict that San Francisco will beat us tomorrow, twenty-four to ten. Ooh, 24 to 10, San Francisco. Okay. Okay, it's just, Steve. It's just I, look, Joe, I, listen, I respect Joe, it. Joe, listen, mm-hmm. I would love, I, listen, I hope I am wrong tomorrow. I am hope I am wrong tomorrow. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just San Francisco, even though, yes, they are traveling to the, to the, Easter, to the East Coast, and, yes, it's a time zone difference. But, but the thing is, San Francisco, and even despite the fact that they have the injuries, to me, they are still the better team, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you know, look, Steve, I'm, I, I hear you. I hear your take. I'm going to give my prediction a little bit later on in the show. But I understand, you know, we're banged up. There's a lot of issues, particularly coaching-wise in this team. And this offense has yet to show that it can get on pace, you know what I'm saying, especially with the year we had last year. And then, this, you know, the last game looking the exact way as we did last year offensively. It's just, just not a good look, so. With all that said, Steve, man, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have a good night. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Bye-bye. Steve with a with a fire call. A fire call, guys. I mean, he called in and he dropped his takes. He's expecting big things from Herndon. <laughs> you know, 17 catches. I was, you know, I was a little, little shocked myself. But hey, you know, maybe it happens. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Maybe it happens. Maybe Herndon, you know, gets a bunch of catches in the game and really is able to impact the game. We all uh, impact the game the way we all believe that he should. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. But we're going to go to the chat really quickly. Um, again, I am live streaming Twitch, YouTube, uh, various other platforms. So for those of you that are listening to me on Blog Talk, um, I go back and forth with everyone in the chat here. So I'm going to go to the chat really, really quickly. And uh, TJ Decker 
Uh, shout out to you, TJ. He says, hey, Joe, I understand Sam had a bad game, but I think it's a little soon to call him a bust like everyone else does. Look at the weapons Baker has, and, and he isn't exactly killing it. You know what, TJ? I'm right there with you as well. I'm looking at the situation with Sam, and I'm saying to myself, you know, some Jets fans are super quick to call him a bust. They're already trying to throw him away for various other quarterbacks or other options that we have. And I'm saying to myself, look, you've given this kid no protection, you've given him no weapons, and you've given him horrific coaching. You know, what do you expect? You've got to better, you know, what's around him because we've seen flashes out of Sam. You know, he, he looked better in, a, in, a, in the offense we had before, before Gaze. He looked better. He looked like a better quarterback. We just knew that we needed to take the steps to get him a better offensive mind, you know, than Jeremy Bates. We needed to move forward, get him a better offensive mind, get some weapons around him because that was the issue there as well. And we all said to ourselves, he's going to be a better player. But when you put him in this situation where you have guys like Pyramid, Hogan, you know, Gore and Balage are the guys he's throwing, throwing two guys he's got to work with. The offensive line, we're still trying to figure out where that's going to be. It's like, come on, man. You, you, can't, you can't do that and expect him to just, uh, you know, transcend or ascend all of that stuff and just raise the team, not with the talents that you, that you have around him. You've got to do better. Uh, Phoenix Flight, you know, shout out to you, Phoenix Flight, also says in the chat, bruh, Sam is going to break something. You know, look, <laughs> he's going to break something if we don't protect him. I will tell you that. And that's one of my keys to the game. We're going to be talking, that, talking about that all night long is can we keep Sam protected? Can we make sure that Sam isn't going to deal with having guys in his face all day? You know, we've got to make sure that we can keep a decent pocket around Sam and allow him to make plays because if he's running for his life, like he was last year as well, you know, we're going to see, we're not going to see much. We're going to see him just trying to make, do anything just to get the ball away. And I don't think that that's, that's how, that's not how you help a young quarterback. You've got to put him in a position to be able to be comfortable and make plays. I'm going back to the chat again. Randy Yaw says pass rush versus no pass rush. That's going to be the difference. Absolutely. It is. That's going to be the difference, Randy. Uh, You look at this situation. We've got to find some way to get pressure on Garoppolo. We have to, you know, I know a lot of people are also calling Quinn and Williams out. <laughs> There's already some people, you know, that I've seen at various social media platforms yelling about Quentin Williams, saying, hey, this guy looks like he might be a bust. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I've seen other people say it. So, you know, Quentin Williams has definitely got to get after it. I don't expect him to give us 16 sacks a season, but I do expect him to push the pocket. I do expect him to, you know, get in the backfield and really crush the running game, you know, against the opposing teams. I'm really looking to see him continue, you know, to make more of an impact than he has recently. So that's what I want to see. And hopefully we see some stuff out of Jordan Jenkins as well, too. I know it wasn't, you know, a ton of snaps for him last game, but I want to see more out of him, uh, you know, coming forth. Because that's a guy that kind of showed us throughout time that he was maybe a guy that could give us a little bit of pass rush. Henry Anderson as well, too. We need to see more out of him. So, we'll see what we got going forward. But this Niners game is going to be real tough because this is a tough team that we have coming in. So now I'm going to step away from the chat. I'm going to get back to the callers here. My callers are lighting up. So we're going to go to 619-619. State your name and let me know, you know, how you feel about this Niners game versus the Jets. Bro, this uh, XRP from the chat. What's going on, XRP? How's it going, man? Thank you for calling in. I, and hey, this is my first time calling in. I appreciate uh, you putting on this for your fans, man. This is how I feel, man. I think mm-hmm. uh, Gase is out to prove everybody wrong. That's why I believe Bell not playing today, uh, tomorrow. He's going to have Michael P. Ryan and yours truly, uh, Gore, running that ball. I think what he's going to try to show everybody is, look, we yeah. don't need Bell. You overpay for him. And he's just really going to try to show that, hey, Sam Darnold, we need to run this offense through our uh, rookie offensive lineman. Uh, mm. uh, what's his name? Becky. If we can do that, okay. I think just with yeah. the whole ground and pound theme, I really think we can keep the statue of a quarterback uh, for the 49ers on the sidelines for a bit. Mm, mm. Well, first off, again, I want to thank you for calling in, bro, and it's good to hear from you. You know, I look at this situation, and I hear what you're saying, because we've seen in the past, uh, you know, Adam Gaze 
kind of do things to prove that, you know, hey, I don't want Bell. But Bell is dealing with an injury right now. So that's really, I think, the, yeah. reason, the sole reason why he's going to be on the sidelines because he's, you know, dealing with that hammy. We'll see when he's come back. When he comes back, it's supposed to be at least, I think, three weeks. But, you know, hamstring injuries linger. So I think when you look at this situation, I, do I want to see us run the ball? Absolutely. Because like you said, finding ways to keep that other offense, you know, off the field, dominating the time of possession, you know, moving the chain, stuff like that can be accomplished running the football. And I think that would really help, not just because, you know, it, it would it would open up holes and our running backs can get going because we have guys, you know, you know, P. Ryan and all these guys that can kind of, can kind of scoot, but it would also help Correct. Sam as well in the passing game. It would definitely help Sam in the passing game because you could bang things around and open things up for Sam, especially with their secondary being banged up the way it is. No Sherman. They're also doing Jason Verrett is going to be out as well. So those are two guys that kind of, you know, move around and do things in those second in that in their secondary. So we've got to, you know, try to take advantage of that. I mean, when you look at the situation with their secondary banged up the way it is, bro, do you think that we should take some deep shots just to test them? Oh, no, man. We <laughs> no sir. <laughs> Not not right off the top. I say you got you got to set up that you you, you got to hit them with the run, and then set mm-hmm. up the play action, and then roll them out with mm-hmm. bootleg. You know, roll them out. Yeah. And that and now we got the two tight ends. Man, I'm thinking Gronkowski and uh, oh boy uh, from New England. What was his name? Hernandez. We got that combination between them two. <laughs> you know what well, I'm saying? I, look, I'm telling you. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, those those are those are lofty names. <laughs> I mean, Gronkowski, that, that that's that's lofty. But I, I hear what you're saying. We do have two tight ends that can catch the football. They're very capable. Turnden's definitely got a. Yeah, they're capable. They can, they have hands. They can catch. But Turnden's got to kind of turn it up a bit. Um, I'm looking to see more out of him in this game because again, with the with the offensive you know injuries that we have on this game he should be a guy that should get targets. I know that, you know, there's a lot of callers for Steve <laughs> expect a lot of targets to go his way and for him to have a lot of catches. Yeah. So yeah I do oh, expect yeah. us to utilize the tight end, you know, in this game coming up. Uh, but I'm, I, I want to ask you another question. This team was heavily penalized in the last game. Are you concerned that penalties will be an issue in this game as well? Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I didn't notice too many false starts, but definitely the rookie, I think he was penalized once or twice or something. Uh, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, he's a rook, and you kind of covered that earlier, um, without, without us having a, uh offseason the way a normal NFL offseason would have been, you know, with your, with your mm-hmm. training camp, mini camp and everything, to kind of condition these guys to gel better. You know, I'm I'm expecting that for at least the next two games, kind of knock that rust off. But after that, we need to be firing on all cylinders. This whole thing, I mean, everybody, I think we all know whether what side of the fence we stand on with the Gates thing. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is he's here now. He clearly got the vote of confidence from Chris Johnson. So it's a matter of, okay, you want to show the world that you're the mastermind, this quarterback whisperer. Ain't no better time to do it. You got your boy Frank Gore, and, and we got the new rookie man that is absolutely capable. So let's get the uh, let's get the tight ends in the mix. Con- you know, absolutely, you want to control the line of scrimmage. And going back to your point of uh, the, uh, the the flags, man, we gotta get that under control, man. I mean, we, we, yeah. we we're not seeing too too many flags on the defensive side of the ball, which I think is pretty good. It's still one game in, but. Man, we need to turn it up. You know, it can't. You know, the, the offense really needs to hold their own. And Darnold, yeah, he needs to know when to either throw the ball away or hey, after that, your your first, you know, your first and second option they're not there. Hey, man, run it out, run it for two, three yards, five yards, whatever. Get positive momentum always moving the ball. You know. Yeah, yeah, and look, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, you know. I want to see him, you know, play better than he did last week. But I think a big part of that is protection, especially when you're looking at this game coming in. Yes, the Niners are without D Ford, but uh, <laughs> they still got that boy named Bosa. And I mean, that dude yeah. is—he is literally he's just destruction. <laughs> everything about yeah. him is just destruction. He is so disruptive to everything that we have. And that's going to be my question to you: Is 
what do you think the game plan will be to kind of keep Nick Bosa off of Sam Darnold? I mean, do you think Makai Becton alone will be able to stop Beckton. that, or do you think they'll put a tight yeah, end over yeah, there to help? Yeah. You know, how do you think that, that will no, work? No, no, no. Yeah, they're gonna try. They're gonna try to stunt Makai Becton. He's a rookie. He 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 got to cut his teeth, right? But I think yep. Makai Becton, man, when this is all said and done, he he could. He has the potential to be one of the all-time greats because you can't coach size and you can't coach, you know, just his his acumen uh, working on the offensive line. You know, um, now I, I will say that uh, he is pretty quick on his feet for a dude six foot. I don't know, ten. <laughs> Dude's like mm-hmm. six foot seven or whatever it is. So. Yeah. I really think, man, if he can, if if Boza, you know, his his finesse moves or, you know, any of that kind of eats him up, all he has to really do is just keep the dude in front of him. And worst case scenario, Boza starts twisting and turning, pancake his ass. And guess what? The rest of that offensive line needs to be stepping up, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. No, look, I'm right there. My, my ass is a pretty yeah, I, I'm, easy and sweet. <laughs> no, and, and again, I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, you know, we've got to find whatever way that we can to protect Sam. But like you said, Makai Beckton, I, I think he has some traits, you know, where he can be a very good tackle in this league. We're still seeing, you know, where he's going to be, where he's going, still trying to fill him out. But he looks good to me. But again, he's going to be tested. So I'm looking to see how Gage yeah. makes the adjustments for that. And I'm I'm hoping yeah. to see Gage utilize a tight end over there help chip, maybe even a back, you know, coming out the backfield to kind of help bump before he goes out for a route, stuff like that. I hope he does not yeah. try to leave Makai on an island alone with Nick Bosa. I'm just hoping that he does not do that. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm really kind hoping of that he can make some of that offensive adjustments. Yeah, interrupt that timing, exactly, and make offensive adjustments. And so that's, that's what I'm hoping. I want to go to the defense with you, though, as well, because there's a lot of people that I'm seeing, various social media timeline, stuff like that, that are really starting to put a little bit of pressure on Quinn and Williams, saying, hey, we expected more out this guy. I want to see more out this guy. What's going on? What are your thoughts on Quinn and his production so far? And do you think that there should be more pressure on him to do more? Uh, I mean, I I would say we got to look back at the pedigree, right? He's coming from Alabama, right? So just with that alone, the expectations are high, right? Now, he's yeah. lost some weight, you know what I'm saying? He's been in, the, uh, in, in, in our system for what? He was a rookie last year, so this is his second year. Although, again, yeah. the whole COVID kind of threw a wrench in everything. But if he was doing his due diligence in the offseason and getting together with the group of pass rush, you know, not pass rushers, but the, the D linemen, right? You know, everybody gets together to do their off-season work. Then right mm-hmm. now is the time for, for, for my man to start getting the sack, start, you know, disrupting, uh, you know, the timing on the quarterback. You know, he, I mean, he, he needs to really step up because we drafted him, what was it, was it six or in the, in the first round last year? Yeah, it was like third round. Yeah, third overall. Third overall, man. That that's a slam dunk. Like we should not even yeah. be having these conversations about Quentin Williams at this stage, but we are. So if we are, my man Quentin Williams, are you out there? Please don't bring your gun to the game. Leave that at home. Let's focus on the game. Let's you know. Let's let's really do what you are paid to do. You're a professional, right? I mean, that's my message to him. You know. Straight up. Yeah, look, I I, I hear you. I hear you. Like I said, there's a lot of people that are definitely putting a lot of pressure on, you know, Quinnen. Um, Again, I'm just looking to see him push the pocket. I never thought he was going to be a guy that was going to come in and give us a ton of sacks. Um, But, you know, we'll see what he does going forward because, you know, I just want to see him be disruptive. I want to see him go out there, a lot of tackles for loss, stuff like that. But sticking with the defense, how concerned are you about our linebacker position against these running backs that they have? Because guys like Coleman that they have over there at the Niners, these guys are versatile. They can catch the ball coming yeah. out the backfield, and they can really get going. So I want to get your thoughts like on that, and how do you think our linebackers will be tested there? Man, well, I mean, I, I really hope our outside linebackers are up to the test, you know, 
to to running after these guys because um, yeah, like you said, you know the Mozart and uh, the Coleman's of the world. I mean they they going they they gonna try to run what we should have been running the whole time with Bell. You know, dumping the ball out to the flat. You know, right out of the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Like running your your um, your running back to catch the ball out, out. You know, out of the backfield and stuff. So I'm really hoping our linebackers. Um, you know, up for the task. Uh, what we got? Is uh, Cashin? Is he playing in the game? No, I think I, he's I, got I, I, Yeah, yeah, he's dealing with the injury right now. So I know they just brought up Ogletree. Uh, he's been signed to the active roster today. Uh, you got Neville Hewitt. You know, so those guys. Yeah, Cashin is not not happening. I mean, up the middle, I think our our you know our inside middle linebackers and stuff. These guys should be able to hold up. I'm concerned about our mm-hmm. outside linebackers. Yeah. Mm. So what what are you expecting from Jordan Jenkins? Because I know a lot of people were looking at him saying, hey, coming into this season, you're going to be the guy that's going to push the pocket. I mean, are you surprised that we haven't <laughs> seen, you know, more out of him so far? Yeah, yeah. Especially with May coming down now, kind of playing the role of Jamal Adams a little bit. I think mm-hmm. he's been doing really good, but I know you're gonna to get to that in a little bit. Um, I definitely think though <laughs> that that with um, with uh, with uh, May, you know, kind of spying. I mean, that should free up Jenkins to kind of hey, get it, you know, get his nose dirty and get in there and, and mm-hmm. get those sacks and get that disruption. You know, disrupt the timing. You know, I mean, you're talking about Quentin yeah. Williams. I mean, we're talking about a, a pretty decent front seven, man. You know, we no slouches up front, but we got to get I, it done. Yeah. And I think I think a lot has to come with, with the continuity again. You know? Yeah, you know, look, I, I hear you. I mean, I'm a little concerned, particularly you know that inside linebacker spot um, because the Niners and I know Kittle's out, which is like, whew, because <laughs> because yeah, that guy is something else. You know, he's if not the best tight end in the game. I know some people consider him the best tight end in the game. He clearly is one of them. Uh, if you don't consider him yeah. the best, but yeah, I, yeah, you know, with him being out, that's a you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a breather. You know, them also Debo Samuel being out for them as well. Ayuk um, yeah. dealing with that that hamstring injury. So there's some things that we could take advantage of. But I just I'm just a little worried because those backs coming out the backfield, also their running game, how just they're savage. I mean, their their running game yeah. is extremely physical. Some of the things they do as well. So. I'm a little worried about that, and that's kind of what has me a little bit worried. You're breaking up on me. Breaking up on me. Sorry, folks. Block Talk clearly uh, is having some issues right now. I apologize about that. If you called in 515-602-9639, I apologize about that. Block Talk is tripping right now and just crashed because all the (laughs) the callers were on. Uh, Whoa, Block Talk still being Block Talk, I guess. <laughs> so we're gonna get back to the callers, <laughs> bruh. bruh uh, we're going right back to you, man. Uh, go ahead and keep kicking what you were, uh, what you were saying, what your take. Oh yeah, no, I mean I, I, I tried to. Call Thank you for calling back right in, back. bro. I, it's blog talk, yeah. man. I, all the callers that were were in the line, please call back in. Blog talk just crashes, big time issues. This <laughs> blog talk is crazy. But go ahead. <laughs> I was talking to you about Marcus May. I was telling you, yeah, you know, I was telling you, hey, listen, I I was expecting, you know, big things out of him coming into this game as well. He played very well against the Bills. Um, And I want to get your thoughts on what you're expecting out of him in this game coming in. You know, how do you think he'll be able to attack the Niners? I I mean, I I still say having close up to the line of scrimmage a little bit, you know, kind of roaming around, man, because I think this is the perfect opportunity to really get his, get his stat line up with the, with the sacks because again my reference earlier you know their quarterback is a statue man you know he's not really mm-hmm. known for escaping the pocket and running you know so we we got that you know kind of that, that that's like a 12th defender right there really 
you know, because uh, mm-hmm. he's he's going to look to kind of, you know, march the ball up the field. So if we can, with uh, Quinn and Williams, you know, collapse the middle of the pocket there and then get made it kind of run off on, you know, to the sides or whatever, I mean, I, I really think, and then with Jenkins, you know, hopefully, I mean, we this is a coming out party for our defense, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, there's there's a lot, a lot to attack. Like you said, you know, I agree with your take there. I'm looking to see, you know, how it's going to be handled, how May's going to be utilized and used in this game. You know, is he going to be brought up to the line to blitz quite a bit because you know you want to yeah. get after Garoppolo and put some pressure on him? Or are they going to kind of put him back? You know, because again, Pierre Desir, uh, that's a guy that you know, oh, a lot of Lord. people are looking at and they're saying like, oh my goodness, you are terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are horrific, my guy. Like, what exactly happened with you? We brought you in to kind of step up and be the guy, and you look absolutely terrible. He got so, didn't he? Yes, he did. He sure did get benched, and his ass deserved it because he was looking awful out there. You know what I'm saying? You looking awful yeah. out there and not getting the job done. We all know for a fact that Greg Williams is going to pull you. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm you looking play to see how, how May is going to be utilized. Yeah, yeah, he, we, we don't. Yeah. We don't play like that whatsoever. You know, if you don't, if you don't get it yeah. done, Greg Williams is absolutely going to get rid of you point blank, period. So my final question for you is going to be, man, give me your final score and your prediction for this game against the 49ers. I think if everything we spoke about tonight, if the Jets can get the run game going, if we can utilize our tight end, kind of get motion on the, uh, the you know, uh, around around the line of scrimmage, man, if we can kind of motion out some of our uh, our wide receivers and, and just kind of get uh, Darnold moving around the pot, you know, the pocket, bootlegs and stuff like that early on in the game, I think – going to be an ugly fought game because it's going to be very defensive but i think it can Mm -hmm. be it can be tight man it could be 14 17 jets you know Mm -hmm. 14 17 jets yeah yeah i mean again with our with our with our run game i really think between the one two punch between gore and p ryan i think that the Jets can keep Garoppolo on the sidelines, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all about exposing whoever makes the most uh, the most errors in the game. Obviously, that that I think that's where the game's going to come down to. 14, mm-hmm. 17, 20 to seventeen around there. Okay, okay. And, and, and before I let you go, I just want to ask you this last one: How concerned are you about the team coming out lifeless and lethargic? Oh man, see that's that's the thing, man. But again, we I got to go back to Gase. He supposedly knows something that that all of us don't know apparently because he's gotten, you know, he's clearly gotten the keys to the city as far as the Johnsons are concerned, right? With with with, with the ownership coming out and giving his blessing to him. So we this gonna be the game right here where. If Gates knows something we don't know, he's going to pull some trick out of the hat and say, hey, look, I told you we should have done this with the players. You know, we don't need Bell. This is going to be the game for him to prove, you know, that he knows what the heck he's doing. Because we're going up against yeah. a great defense. We're going up against a pretty decent quarterback that's not a slouch. So, Mr. Gates, come on out, man. Show us what you got. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, bro, you called in and you brought the fire. I apologize. I'm, I apologize to <laughs> all the callers. Good, I just lost. Blog talk crashed again. I want to thank you for calling in, man. And when I when I stream next time and when I have uh, the show, I look to hear from you more in the future, my man. For sure, man. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Go Jets. Absolutely. Go Jets. You have a good night. You too. And bruh called in with a hot call, a hot call. Again, I want to apologize to all the callers. I just lost. Blog talk is tripping, as usual. <laughs> Blog talk is just something else. I'm going to go to the chat right now. <laughs> Going to the chat. Uh, you know, Charles B. in the chat. Shout out to you, Charles B. Says, Darnold's going to have to get the ball out quick and utilize Herndon because that 49ers pass rush is coming. You speak the absolute truth, Charles. You're speaking the absolute truth. 
Um, they've got to find a way to get the ball out of Donald's hands quickly because I think sitting back there and just, you know, hoping, watching, you know, plays develop or long developing plays is just not going to happen. This Niners defense is ferocious, and we keep talking about him, but I'll tell you, that Bosa boy is something else. He ain't no joke, man. He ain't no joke. He will get after it, you know, and he, he'll, he'll change the day, <laughs> okay? You don't account for him. I'm telling you, he's going to change the day on you. And you'll be looking crazy, and your quarterback will absolutely be feeling pain. So it'll be bruised up and everything. You know what I'm saying? So I completely agree with you, Charles. They have to get the ball out of Donald's hands quick. Although, every so often, I want to see them take a deep shot just to keep the Niners' uh, defense honest and also with the Niners' secondary being banged up, you know, with them not having Sherman and, and Verrett also dealing with the injury as well and being out. I want to see them test the Niners maybe once or twice, maybe pair them in on a bomb here or there just to let them know that, look, we'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't get too comfortable because we will do it. So I'm going to keep going back to the chat right now. TJ Decker says, damn, Joe got the hotline. I'm telling you, <laughs> line's blazing. So blazing it burned down blog talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so blazing it burned down blog talk. Man, come on, blog talk. You got to step up. You know what I'm saying? You got to step up. Uh, the angry Buffalo sports fan, shout out to you. Uh, says last season the Jets won games that people counted them out and with the Niners traveling to the East Coast I feel like this is going to be one of those games you know yeah a lot of some people are saying that hey we have more of a chance against the Niners than than you know a lot of other people think we'll see I mean there's going to be there's a lot of questions to be answered especially when you're looking at the situation about the offense how bad it's been uh, the coaching how bad it's been you know the the lack of offensive weapons how bad they look too it's like you got to find a way. you actually got to find a way. Uh, Randy Yaw says, if the Jets score more than six points this week, I'd be shocked. I'm not even kidding. Wow. <laughs> Randy coming with some heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Randy coming with the heat right now. You know, I'm going to get back to the chat, but I'm going to continue to talk about this football team here. And uh, I wanted to kind of touch on the comments by Chris Johnson calling uh, Adam Gaze a brilliant offensive mind. Listen, I know people were extremely upset about that. I was, you know, definitely <laughs> stunned myself. Um, you know, the issues that we've had here, particularly with our franchise, uh, why we've been losers, if you trace a lot of it back, it goes directly to ownership. It goes directly to ownership. A lot of the decisions that have been made, a lot of the bad decisions that have been made, a lot of just the nonsense that goes on goes directly back to the ownership and the Johnson's not exactly knowing what they're doing. And so when you have somebody like Chris Johnson, a guy who's running the team right now, sit, you know, sit down and tell people that he thinks that Gaze is a brilliant offensive mind, starts to make you wonder how. If you look at the stats, if you look at any measurable at all, any measurable, whether it be stats, whether it be the eye test, you watch the film, you watch what he does on the field, there's no way you could be saying those things. There's no way. There's no way that you could sit in front of any other fan and tell them, or anybody, not even fan, media, anybody, and tell them that Gage is an offensive genius. The offense was dead last last year. It was terrible. The play calling was horrific. The game plans were beyond questionable. The, the, the in-game, or the lack, excuse me, of in-game adjustments was jarring. It's like, how exactly do you say that this guy is a, a brilliant offensive mind? I mean, you look at some of the weapons or the, the weapon that we had, Le'Veon Bell, you look how he utilized him. He didn't utilize him at all. Le'Veon came to us as one of the better backs in the NFL, one of the best, and he came here and had career lows in basically every statistical category that he's ever had. It was completely crazy. So when you look at a, at a guy that you're calling a brilliant offensive mind that can't adjust his team to fit players you know, that he has on his roster – he can't uh, effectively utilize offensive personnel. He can't seem to understand how to make adjustments in game, you know, or hell, before a game at all. And he can't understand, you know, how to change things from half to half. You're done. Brilliant offensive minds, they don't deal with those things. Brilliant offensive mind, your Andy Reeds, you know, your, your, your Doug Petersons, your, you know, your Sean Payton, so on and so forth. Those guys make adjustments throughout a game, period. I know we all dislike the Patriots quite a bit. Um, I'm a Patriot hater myself, but I'll tell you what. Uh, the reason why the Patriots have been so successful throughout their entire, you know, dynasty, the thing that they've ran within these last couple of years, the Super Bowls, the playoff runs, all that stuff, is their adjustments. They adjust. They come out in the first quarter. 
you know, and they look a certain way. They come out in the second quarter, they look completely different. They come out after the half, you don't even know if you're playing the same team. You come out in the fourth quarter and they put you away. That's how it works. <laughs> and they, they adjust. If you cannot make adjustments in the NFL, you're dead. You're going to die. <laughs> That's it. Not being able to make adjustments in the NFL is death, point blank, period. Good teams adjust. Bad teams just sit back and lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how it wins. That's how kind of how it goes there. And if you if you can't get it together, then it is what it is. I also know that there's a lot of pressure on Sam Darnold as well. A lot of people are are looking to get rid of Sam, and I really want to address this because I've I've been getting hit up a lot. You know, whether it be you know, on, on my timeline, whether it be in my DMs or, you know, even, you know, there were people in the chat as well. The last call, listen, Sam Darnold, when you put more around him, he will be a better. You can't expect him to overcome some of the things that we've seen, uh, some of the things we're seeing right now, the lack of protection, the back coaching, the, the lack of weapons. It just, you can't expect him to overcome that every single play, every single week against every single team, especially when we're playing teams that are talented. Some of the teams that we have, you know, on, on our schedule coming up, these are real teams that are coming up and showing up and showing out and they're ready to go. So you you got to put him in a better surrounding cast. If the Jets were to get a high pick, I'm a guy that's already thinking, you use that high pick, you utilize it to get more weapons. You can trade down you know, get, collect more picks, get more weapons in there, and then you surround Sam Darnold with those weapons. You don't, you know, look to move on from Sam Darnold in the draft coming up. I, I would not do that. So that's going to be my answer to that. But going back to this game, I'm going to give you guys my final prediction for the game. I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying to myself, starting with the Jets' offense, I'm a little worried. I'm worried that they're going to come out slow, lethargic, that they're not going to be able to put things together early. Um, I'm a little worried about this Niners defense getting after, you know, Darnold. Man, let me tell you something. Bosa, if he takes over this game, it's going to be a long day. But it's just not Bosa on that team as well. They got other guys, man. They got guys that can get after it. Like I said, Armstead is a guy that can get, get after it. I know, you know, D Ford is going to be a guy that's, that's not going to be playing. But they also got a, a Thomas as well at that tackle position. He's a guy that can move stuff. Kinlaw, Jones, all these guys that they have that can absolutely, you know, push the pocket and really get after you and get in your face. They're extremely physical too, you know, up front. So I'm a little worried about that. I'm worried about the pass rush, you know, really getting after Darnold, banging him around and really starting to, you know, make him jittery and erratic. Um, defensively, I'm wondering how we test the Niners. I'm worried about our linebacking core a bit. Um, you know, wondering if they can get after Garoppolo, you know, the way that I think that they can. I'm a little concerned because they have some backs that can come out the backfield and catch the football. I talked about Coleman. Uh, uh, Coleman. We talked about Mozart as well. Um, you know, so those are guys that are versatile. With no Kittle, you know, I think we'll be okay there. I'm looking to see Marcus May really do his thing. Looking to see Quentin Williams do his thing. I know Harvey Langley, Neville Hewitt, uh, you know, are going to be guys that are definitely going to be playing that middle linebacker as well. Uh, so we're going to see what's going on. I also want to see how they test Blessed off, and I expect – the Niners to kind of go after him too. And I want to see a bounce back game from Pierre Desir. I do not want to see that guy play like he did last week. That was completely terrible. You know what I'm saying? So with all that said, Jets home game, I am taking the Niners. I'm taking the Niners to beat the Jets 27-14. 27-14, I am taking the Niners. I think the Jets get, you know, two touchdowns late. I, you know, I, I think they take it. Come, come on, come on, people. There's no need to get after me. I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to tell what I know. I mean, there's no need to, to attack me. Come on. I said there's no need to attack me, all right? I'm just trying my best, okay? <laughs> I'm already dealing with the nonsense that is blog talk. I'm just trying here, all right? I'm just giving you my honest answer about how I feel, you know, uh, uh, about this <laughs> This, this Jets team right now in the, in the offense and what they're putting on the field. So, just please, you know. All right, we get it. All right, we get it, people. There's no need for you to keep attacking me, okay? So, like I said, you know, that, that's I'm, – I'm, I'm saying a Niners win, and that, you know, kind of is what it is. So, I want to thank you folks for watching. I want to thank you folks for listening. Listen, it is my time, okay? Listen, I'm the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, 
Search Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about you folks think we do here on the Long Beach Joe show. I'm also on Twitter as well. You can catch me on Twitter at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. I'm also on Twitter as well at the Long Beach Joe. You know, you can catch my show on there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? The hugs are absolutely free. They will cost you absolutely nothing. You know, they they will always remain free as well. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Goodbye.